welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Well, good morning, 8 a.m. orphans. This is the 9.30 a.m. Mass. This is what it looks like, if you're not familiar. And if you are, got it all backwards, then I would have to say you're really early for the 11.15, but welcome as well. Thank you, Anna, for, er, uh, thank you for helping me with this. I, we have a special set of illustrations for you in this homily. So when I give you an item, I'm going to have you put it right down on the, the uh, ambo there, or the table. So today's reading, we hear of several accounts of people who are seeking water. They thirst, from the grumbling of the Israelites to the cautious Samaritan woman at the well. And while their initial desire is for literal water, these inspired texts point us to an ultimate thirst, much greater than water, which wells deep in our hearts. This can be better seen when viewing the allegorical imagery of these texts. When we are fully aware, not of our ultimate just thirst here, but whether we really are full of our ultimate yearning, we must know it is truly a yearning for God. It is from Him that we came into existence, and it is to Him that we will ultimately return. Borrowing from St. Paul, to the Romans, water could also be seen as the love of God which is poured into our hearts. Lent is a time to look at our hearts and to ask the questions like, where am I filling my heart or my soul with what? What is being poured into my heart and what am I pouring out to others? So allow me then to offer some items to help us see the effects and maybe we can then know what is in our hearts and our souls and what we may be giving to others. So the first one. Ava, what do you think that is? What does it say? Yeah, it's dirt water, and it's made of water and dirt. You're so good. There you go. It's right there in there. Thank you so much. Okay, so this is an image. In the case of dirty water, this can help us call to mind when we may be heart sick or our souls are down or we're suffering from some great sin. Impurities have crept in. This actual water is tap water and then we took dirt out of the local garden here on campus and who knows what slivers you would get if you drank it. By choosing this kind of water, maybe even the potential bacteria that would be present might make you ill. I don't think you want to drink this. No. It can cloud our consciousness, which, in turn, may convince us to choose even more deadly thoughts or actions. This kind of water in our hearts and our souls puts us at risk of early death and maybe eternal death. Enter another bottle. What's that? That's Pepsi. So we're not going to bash Pepsi, but just another soft drink. We happen to purchase this because someone's got to drink this later. <laughs> I'm not saying who. Thank you. 
So in the case of a soft drink in this analogy, our hearts don't immediately get sick when we drink this, right? We may be thirsty, and maybe it's satisfying for a bit. And in limited use, it's not bad. For some adults, we might even want to add a little rum to it, huh? Might bring a little more flavor, a little more enjoyment. And again, it may temporarily satisfy our thirst. But we can't live on that, right? We can't be on a soft drink diet, right? Parting all the time, right? Drinking just soft drinks will cloud our vision from the great things that God has done for us and can and will do for us. This kind of water, though, then requires discretion and prudential judgment in our use in our lives. And then finally, the last one. You ready? It's a little heavier. See the little logo on there? That's the Cairo. Did you see that? Yeah. That's a symbol of Jesus. He is our living water, is he not? There you go. Ava, thanks so much. You can go back to your chair. Okay, so this is just plain old water. In fact, it's distilled water. It has no other ingredients in it, just H2O. There's no vitamins, there's no extra softeners, there's nothing. Just, it's pure, it's clear, it's clean. And it's what we're made of. Somewhere between 50 and 60 percent, right? We're mostly water. Now, it may seem boring, like sometimes I want to have a drink and that water is boring. Some people may look at the holy life also as boring. But a person who drinks a good amount of water may very well improve their overall health. A one that also then lives a holy life as best they can may also do the same. And there's no, unrest, no risk of infection or danger. In fact, sometimes this is the remedy for illness. You can get dehydrated, and what are you going to drink? A soft drink? Dirt water? No. Water water. <laughs> In terms of our deepest yearnings, this is what Jesus is referring to. Not literal water, but a type of drink that he calls life-giving water. And when we receive it, we're called to share it. And that's what we do when we come here. We receive so that we may share. So with this modern analogy kind of placed onto these readings and these illustrations, Jesus reveals to the woman at the well that if she had known who he was, he would have given her life-giving water. And it wouldn't just satisfy. I like the word, it would slake her thirst. Just totally take care of it. But not in this world, but ultimately unto life eternal. Eternity. And this is God's love. God's love wants to be poured into our hearts. He wants us to come alive when we partake and receive this water, his love. And it's so compelling and so powerful that when we receive his love, when we receive the life-giving water that he wants to give us, a deep joy wells up in our hearts for a lifetime. Beyond all difficulties, we still have this ultimate deep satisfaction knowing that God is always with us unto eternal life. 
So what must we do to receive this life-giving water? That's the same question that the woman at the well asked. Let go of all that binds you. All the dirt and debris that darkens your heart. And let Jesus in completely. Surrender to him and let him take over everything. He is the source of life-giving water. Remember, he knows everything about you. And he still desires to pour this life-giving water into your hearts and into your souls. In the final analysis, we are nothing without God. He has brought us here. He has created us, and he is our drink. He is our life-giving water. He is our sustenance. And only he can totally slake the deepest yearnings in our lives. And when we receive him, like in the word proclaimed, or the Eucharist given today, or in actually any and all of the sacraments, like the sacrament of confession, we partake in his life-giving water. So may you, may I, may we drink deeply of his love poured into our hearts and then poured out to others in this coming week. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.